Second free throw, no good. 73-65, Indiana. Three seconds, two. Griffin launches a three at the buzzer. It's no good, and Indiana wins it. 73-65, Indiana. 3-0 in the Big Ten. As they beat Illinois here tonight, 73-65 in Bloomington. But the Illini did fight to the finish. There's no doubt about that. A much different look for Illinois basketball compared to the effort against Florida Atlantic, but the same results. And the Illini are 0-3 in Big Ten plays. They lose on the road to the Indiana Hoosiers. 73-65 the final. Welcome in, everybody. Scott Beatty along with Michael Kaiser. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show up in a moment. If there's one thing that Illinois fans hate, it's losing to Indiana. <laughs> And it's happened every trip since 2010 into Assembly Hall. But there was more fight tonight from the Hoosiers, from the Illini, excuse me, against the Hoosiers as we bring you our rapid reaction. Yeah, I, the, the fight was there, especially the start of the game, to go up 10, 25-15. Uh, you're like, okay, you got to build off of this lead. And that didn't happen, obviously. Indiana at one point was on a 40-15 to 15 run to blow the game open and take a 15-point lead. Um, but two areas, if you remove... The 20-some turn, 21 turnovers, I believe, and then the six shot clock violations. If you cut those down, they average about 14 turnovers a game, and you cut the shot clock violations down to a normal level, which is maybe two or three a game, you know, those are empty possessions. A lot of empty possessions there, and Illinois blew an opportunity tonight to get an upset win on the road that could have really helped them confidence-wise. Uh, frustrating nonetheless to have, a, to have a lead in that game, have a chance to win it, and then not be able to find a way in, you know, in the second half. Ayo Desumu, 20 points. Georgie Bajanishvili, 18 points. On Indiana's side, Romeo Langford, you know he's good. 28 for him, 8 of 13 shooting. We talk with you next. The PNC Bank fan line is 3569397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357. You can tweet at us using the hashtag PNC Bank Illini. We're also streaming live tonight on our News Talk 1400 WDWS Facebook page. Hello, everybody listening in that way. You're up next. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. <laughs> Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with your host, Scott Beatty. Good game so far. Bishanishvili, right wing, drives on Morgan. Layup is good for Georgie B. Nice his way down the lane. And Georgie with six early. Georgie ends up with 18 total tonight along with seven rebounds, did foul out in 33 minutes of play. Eight of 10 from the field, second highest output point-wise this season for the freshman from the nation of Georgia. Welcome in, everybody, to the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Scott Beatty along with Michael Kaiser. Glad to be with you well, uh, taking your calls and texts tonight. Evan Kahn is our producer engineer. He'll also get us some scoreboard updates on the uh, – Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Brent in Belleville. I can't sit down and watch these games anymore because the formula seems the same. We generally get out coached at halftime or else the team doesn't have the conditioning to endure an entire game. I'm expecting another lousy second half. That text actually came in, obviously, at halftime. And and really, the second half started pretty uh, slow. It was Romeo Langford up 8 nothing in the second half over the Illini. But the Illini did fight back. Uh, at times when we've seen this team historically and even this season sort of um, check out. And uh, I, I know the moral victories, the uh, the positives outside of a win aren't much to a lot of Illini fans, but 
I you know you could have seen a lot worse out of this team. I I don't think they were out conditioned in that sense. No. Uh, I don't think it had anything to do with conditioning, and I don't really think it had anything to do with being out coached. I think it was like I mentioned in the uh, rapid reacts. Uh, you know, it's the twenty turnover, twenty plus turnovers, and then the six shot clock violations, and they have, a lot of those were in the second half. Uh, there were I think there were eleven turnovers at halftime, so about half and half in terms of the turnovers, but. Those were the big areas there, and there was this point in the second half where it just didn't look like there was any ball movement late in the first half and into the second half when Trent Frazier was off the floor. The ball movement was poor, porous. There was a poor shot selection when they actually got shots, and it just didn't look good from that standpoint. I think those were the bigger issues tonight. We go to the phones on the PNC Bank fan line at 356-9397. Daryl is with us in Champaign. Good evening, Daryl. How you doing tonight? I, I love listening to you guys. Where do we go from here? Now, you got to win, what, 18, 19, 20 games to get to the big show and have some good quality wins? We ain't got none of that so far. Where are we going? I, this year, at this point, it's all about development of players. I mean, I think <laughs> hopes for the NCAA are long here. gone. You sound like a football player. You sound like basketball. The only team we got good in this Illinois is volleyball. And golf. Baseball and will golf. be good this year and softball. Got to forget about golf. But where are we going? We got to win out darn there to make it to the big show. That's not happening. You got to win out. Uh, well, what, you got to win big shots? You got to win a Big Ten tournament? Yeah, that that's probably going to be the only chance left by the yeah, time it rolls around, but not very likely. Thanks a lot, yeah. Daryl. Appreciate it. Three five six nine three nine seven. Jerry with us in St. Louis. Hey, Jerry. How you doing, boys? Well, you got to appreciate the effort, but again, when we lose, there's one glaring statistic. Even forget the twenty turnovers you shouldn't have that and that, but Indiana shoots three times as many free throws as we do. Mm-hmm. And when you get outscored by 18 points on the free throw line, no matter what you do, you are going to lose the game. Yep. Uh, it happens a lot. We don't get to the line. They do, whoever we're playing. And, and that's that's the main killer with this team. And I it kind of puzzles me because we've got guys who can drive to the basket. But they don't seem to – we shot one free throw in the first half. Well, it just all – to me, it played right into – this is a bad matchup for Illinois. So I'm actually, in that sense, if you in terms of a loss, I think it's a pretty good loss because I think Illinois could have lost a lot worse. Indiana drives and attacks the basket so well, especially with Lankford, uh, and, and Illinois fouls so much. To have it as close as it was is actually yeah, – it's not a moral victory, but showed something there in, in, in Illinois' fight. You're right – I Forget the percentage because Indiana is not a good free throw shooting team, and they shot seventy one percent tonight. But they they made twenty five free throws as you said against Illinois seven makes. I mean it's an extraordinarily bad disparity. And if you even those things out, and I don't really think it was an officiating issue. It no, was, you no, know, I don't think so. No, no, it wasn't an officiating issue. It was just the way the game was played, and uh, I, I don't know that our guys get that picture because I always remember when. When Underwood was hired, he says, "We in this offense, we should get to the free throw line 30 times a game, and we have n- never come even remotely close to that. And if we get it free throw line about 25 times a game, we're probably going to start winning some games. But, again, it's ball movement and spacing and what you're doing without the ball. And they kind of stagnated there right at the end of the first half and especially the start of the second. We only scored three points in the first eight minutes, and that's where the game got away from them. Yep. But at least this team does fight. They did come back and got it on the floor, and I didn't think that was going to happen. So you gotta, uh, you got to give them credit for that part. Thanks they much. Hang in there. It's just going to be a rough year. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. at this point it's about seeing where – how this class can develop and what pieces will get added as well. Thanks much, Jerry. Appreciate it. Three five six nine three nine seven is the PNC Bank fan line. Illinois w- went without a point. Uh, this is, I think, this is where the game, you know, really went Indiana's favor, where they kind of started began opening it up, and it was thirty two twenty nine when 
Bashanis Philly made a shot with 57 seconds to go in the first half. Illinois didn't score again until 15-21 to go in the second half. Just I'm not talking like field goals. I'm talking zero points uh, until that point. And Io made a layup, uh, which I thought he traveled on that wide open layup <laughs> along the baseline. I don't know if you thought the same, but the first basket in the second half, I'm like, that's a travel. Um, but you just can't. This happens every game. And we're talking about five minutes or so, about nearly five and a half minutes for Illinois without any points to end the first half into the second half. And this happens every game. And I know every team goes on scoring droughts, but Illinois does it, you know, when they were already struggling to stay ahead of Indiana because they blew the 10-point lead. It just Illinois does this every game. They have these stretches where they're not getting stops on the defensive end and they're not scoring on the other end for extended periods. And that's where they get pulled out of the out of games. Well, that's, it happened to Xavier, Iowa State, it happened tonight, and I could list plenty of other games. A lot of uh, texts coming in about the shot clock violations and uh, even folks mentioning it on Facebook Live, basically asking why. Uh, Players I, aren't I, paying attention. That's probably it. No, it's 100% it. It's, it, it. I know people like, oh, the coaches need to tell them, like, if you're a major, if you're a basketball player, period, who's playing in college, whether it's NAIA or this level, and you don't look at the shot clock, that's on you. You shouldn't. The coaches always try to tell the players that, hey, you've got so much time on the shot clock, or they yell it up on the bench in the middle of a possession. But it's on a player to look. It's like a quarterback in football. Whose responsibility is to look at it at the play clock in football? The quarterback. Play the shot clock is right there. Like, just look up for a half second. And I think it's 100% on the players. I don't think a coach should ever have to tell a player the shot clock's winding down. If you're, if you're, well, if I'm a player and I'm getting reminders, I'm grateful for them. You're grateful for them, but it's okay that coaches do it. But it's, it, I just don't get why players aren't paying attention. And there's a couple, a couple, at least two or three of those shot clock violations. The players had no idea. Three one seven texture says happy to see improved effort. Lots of problems remain, however, including lack of athleticism around the rim and wings inability to get their own shot. Underwood has to fix this by recruiting better talent, and it's not going very well right now. That's Mike and uh, Eric in Champaign says, "What's the record for least amount of wins in an, an entire Illinois basketball season? This team will establish a new record, I'm certain." I don't know. I think it's no, sing- I think it's, it's been a long time since there's been single digit wins, and Illinois is. In I that think the danger area, is one, isn't it? I I, I need to get my well. Yeah, down. that may be back when they were using peach baskets or something. <laughs> yeah. um, as far as an actual thirty games, thirty plus game season, I will have to look that up. But it's it's looking to be a single digit win season. Yeah. All right, uh, Bruce in Houston with uh, his experience in Chicago uh, texting and says, uh, "I'm visiting Chicago. Googled Illini Bar. It took me to a place on State Street." I get there for the second half, and of all the 20 TVs, this bar had one TV with the Illini game, the rest mm-hmm. for Michigan or Purdue. We may not win another Big Ten game this year, but we fans need to remember this feeling and bottle it up. In just a few years when we win at a very high level, football and basketball, we loyal fans should get all the credit and be as obnoxious as we can be. I look forward to doing that on your show personally, Scott, Michael, and Evan. <laughs> Bring it on, Bruce. Uh, if, if that is going on, bring it on. Uh, there are certainly folks that have stuck through and through with the Illini, uh, and we can see it in football and sometimes in basketball with the stands that they're not there right now because they've not been winning, and that's how it goes with any program when you're not winning. But the fans that have remained loyal will have plenty to celebrate if and when things get turned around. Eric in Maryland is with us on the phones. Hey, Eric. How you doing, guys? Good. Your thoughts, man. No, I'm just trying to stay positive. I mean, it's hard to do when you, you know, it's so hard because uh, usually you can always rely on Illinois basketball to pick up a, a bad football season, and we just don't have that this year. But boy, do we uh, miss those you know, days, Underwood. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. I was, I was just looking at uh, Bill Self's record at Illinois, forty and one at home, and it's just like uh, uh, hard to, hard to forget those days when you were part of it. You know? Yeah. But uh, on a positive side, I think Underwood, he's one or two players away. He needs to get a wing that can knock down threes and then uh, take it to the hole for some jams. He's got to have that big center. I, I don't know if you guys have any uh, feedback on what the status is of that Kofi Cockburn, if, if he's going to have an announcement in the next month or two or when. But they got to have a big guy that's athletic. Uh, Georgie, he's really not a center. He's more of a four-player, four mm-hmm. and, you know, he's – He's getting outmatched on the uh, 
on the defensive side of the ball. But, uh, you know, I, they're fun to watch. I mean, Underwood's got a style of play. I'm a little disappointed in the shot clock violations. That, that, that should never happen in a Brad Underwood offense. He came in here and said he would be shooting, you know, shot clock would uh, only go about seven, eight seconds deep into the shot clock. Well, that, that's not happening. And I'm not seeing the press like I thought I would see more of his teams that were kind of a trademark of uh, Bob Huggins' teams where he was an understudy. So I'll hang up and listen to you guys. But what's the status of the recruit, the big guy, and uh, any big wings that can jam the ball that he's got on the horizon? All right, thanks much. Well, Kofi Cockburn visited uh, last weekend against the FAU when the uh, line I played FAU. Uh, it was clear that uh, the line could use him like – now and Probably there's been have. a lot of positive vibe about him coming to the Illini however Adam Zagoria reported he may be taking some more visits elsewhere and depends on if he looked at that FAU game and went oh great I can come have an impact right away or went oh you're struggling against FAU maybe I'll look somewhere else but um, boy I've heard you could hear in the next few weeks where he's going it, it could be until April that he announces yeah, and he can't sign till April. It's like I, I, like a, a football player, Shimon Cooper, committed to Illinois football tonight, and people are like, oh, he didn't sign, though. Like, he's, he can't. Uh, and the same thing with basketball. The signing period isn't again until April. Football, it's early February. Um, but I've heard good things from multiple people. Lauren Tate said on the show with you on Monday Morning Quarterbacks that he's for sure coming. Um, obviously, that could change. I've heard good things from other people as well, and uh, Illinois is in a really good spot with him right now. Uh, but until Illinois probably fans see him practicing on campus this summer, <laughs> whether he commits and signs or not, uh, Illinois fans have been burned by being told that things are in good shape and then comes to the announcement time, it doesn't happen. But from everything I've heard from more than one person, that things are sitting good with it, him right now, and he c- could commit really at any time, like you said. Sharon uh, texts and wondering why the six shot clock violations. We we're, we were talking about that. And she says, isn't there a bench sitter, bench sitting player, manager, assistant coach, anyone on the bench can help inform the team when shot clock gets to seven or six, six seconds. The answer is yes, they do I it. Do. They yell it out. They may not hear it as well on the road. Yeah. Uh, you may be blocking it out, whatever, but uh, that does happen. Uh, okay, a couple callers uh, waiting. We're going to get back to you. A couple more texts off and running here. News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana. It's the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Scott Beatty and Michael Kaiser back with more right after this. You're listening to the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. left of the first half. Nosumu gets free, drives on Hogan with a tough shot, and puts it up and in. What a crossover by the freshman and went to the baseline and be able to pull that shot off. That was difficulty of 10.0. Well, the Illini freshman tonight, Ayo Desumu, the highly touted one, 20 points, 7 of 12 shooting, was 4 of 6 impressively from beyond the arc. A couple of free throws, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 turnover. I like that. Uh, another stat I do like in this loss for the Illini tonight, uh, 73-65, despite the loss, Michael, I do like 15 assists on 25 makes. Yeah, okay, that's good. That, yeah. You know, that's that's a little bit of that Brad Underwood offense uh, flowing there. So some of the positives despite a loss tonight is the Illini are now 4-10 and 10 and 0-3 and in Big Ten play and doesn't seem like there's a lot of – the Illini also the only Big Ten team under 500 as well. And we'll get some checks on some scores with Evan Kahn here in just a moment. But let's get back to the phones. Russell has been hanging on with us in Hoopston. Hey, Russell. Uh, yeah, my observation of the game was I don't know if the guys just aren't playing together or the uh, chemistry's not there, but it seemed like like tonight Io stepped up, had 20 points. Next game he might not have maybe seven. Uh, not just pointing him out, but it seemed like uh, we need different guys to – 
be doing that more consistently. There's lack of consistency, and this has to hurt recruiting when uh, players don't want to come to a losing program. Hopefully, we're not talking about the same thing next year at this time. I'd like to see him in the Big Ten tournament again. I've been watching Illinois basketball for over 40 years, and it's pretty discouraging. Well, I think they'll make the Big Ten tournament, but, yeah, I understand. (laughs) I think you meant the NCAA tournament. This year, but next year. Yeah. (laughs) All right, appreciate it. it. it, they got to make it next year. There's probably going to have to be some changes made. Yeah. All right, appreciate it, Russell. Um, You know, inconsistency is a hallmark of a young team, and you have to – people don't like it when I say that because, you know, I get accused just making excuses. It's reality. This is a young team, and that is going to be part of what goes on. You got players, um, Georgie, and McCullough just talked about him. He's maybe he's not a pup five; he's played the four. And I'm excited about Georgie. Yes, he makes mistakes. He makes a lot of fouls. Maybe forces a couple of things. Um, some of those dribble drive handoff things drive me crazy because they get knocked away a lot. But um, I can't wait till he's like a junior. I, I think, and you know, Trent Frazier is only a sophomore, and he had foul trouble tonight. I think that hurt Illinois in trying to keep that ten point lead. Um, but, you know, Io's only a freshman, and I liked Io's shot selection tonight. He didn't try to force things to the rim as much, um, and he still put it, he got 20 points. I mean, he just he had a really good game from that standpoint, and there be, there's been games this year where he's forced some shots, and I, and I wish he wouldn't have, but 7 of 12 from the field, 4 of 6 from downtown, and that is a bright spot for me because that's back-to-back 20-point games, I believe, for Io. Is that correct? You were you were at Saturday's uh, game. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Because he had twenty one against Florida Atlantic. Yeah, and he's so he's got I think three twenty point games this year. Once he figures some things out, because yeah, he he was great in high school, but this is Division one Power Five conference basketball. It's way different. And I once these guys start to figure these things out and take some time and get into sophomores and juniors, then they're not going to be making these. I hope these fundamental mistakes that they're, they shouldn't be making now, but they are because freshmen just make mistakes. That's why they say freshman mistakes over and over year after year. PNC Bank fan line is 356-9397. PNC Bank, the official bank of the University of Illinois. You can also text us, 217-351-5357. Back to the phones, Lindy with us in Champaign. Hi, Lindy. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good. Good. So watching the game, I personally, I've coached at a high school level and an AAU level and different things. And what drives me crazy about watching these guys is we have all the talent. I mean, there's plenty of talent on this team to win. And you talk about the freshmen and inconsistencies. But the one thing that they always control is their effort. And yeah, I will put up some points tonight, but if you go back and watch this game on the defensive end, when a turnover happens, the guys putting the effort in that are on a dead sprint back to the court, that's the ones that are going to turn a game around. And if you watch right now, we're not doing that, especially in between the first five minutes and the last five minutes of the game. Yeah. Those, those 10 minutes of the game, there's that effort and it's, it's great. But I mean, honestly, what, what needs to happen is, we're sulking when we have a turnover or something like that, and we're just jogging back or whatever. And they'll miss a layup because one guy sprinted back and, and stopped the, the initial thing, but then the uh, the next two guys coming down are Indiana players because they're sprinting, and our guys are on a light jog, and we're not getting there to clean up a board or something when, when we've gotten back. I just want to see the effort for 40 minutes and not for 10 minutes mm-hmm. because when that starts happening – that's when this team's going to be special. And I believe they can still turn around this year. I don't know that we'll be a tournament team, but I know this. We'll keep a team or two out of the tournament because it'll be bad losses when we beat them in a couple months because they actually start doing that. I just hope Brad can uh, get these freshmen and the younger kids to start playing 100% all the time and not just when they want to. All right, good, interesting insight, Lindy. Appreciate it. And one thing at this level, you take – a couple of minutes off or a playoff, it's usually going to bite you, mm-hmm. especially in Big Ten Conference. Um, going back to, and Lindy said it there, and we were kind of talking about it before, the talent that's on the floor, e- even though it's young. Let's not talk about what's missing, because we can see what's missing. Yeah. And you're hoping those fill. But tell me, yes or no, long-term, do you want Trent Frazier on your team? Yes. Do you want Io DeSumo on your team? Yes. Do you want Georgie Bajanashvili on your oh, team? Oh, yes. Do you want what 
And who would have said, by the way, back to Georgie, not to stretch this out, but who would have said that to start the season outside of the program? Oh, we got to have Georgie. I, did, I didn't see this. Yeah. At all. Nobody Sorry. did. Go ahead. Do you want Alan Griffin? I think I like his length. I like his length. I think there's some athleticism there, and I like him as a shooter. He's just – I know he's missed a ton in a row, but he's just not playing. He's not in a game rhythm. And, you know, he's going to be way set back when he starts to play, which – And get stronger in the in the weight room. Yeah, but I'm ta- also talking about Tevian Jones. I think you're going to want Tevian Jones around. He's athletic. Now, are these all the pieces you need? No. No. And we were just talking about Kofi Cockburn and – Number of other people that you would like to have, but uh, uh, yeah, I think there's pe- there's talent on the floor. It's not all gelling, and this is a young team. I know that. I'm not making an excuse. I'm no. just telling you this is part of the reality. And there are yes, we're not talking about the Dukes that have all future lottery picks, you know, or Kentuckys at times. This is a different level of freshman, but there's good quality Big Ten players here. Here's the thing: is like um, I was actually thinking about this the other day because I just think of random things like this. But there's like different levels. There's three levels of five stars. That, you know, you just because you mentioned Duke. So there's Zion Williamson, who's a five star level all by himself, and then Romeo Langford's a five star, but he's still way below Zion Williamson because he's just a a huge man. Zion Williamson is, but Romeo's really, really good. Zion's an automatic one and done, no doubter. I think Romeo has to work on his jump shot, and I think if I think if he plays two years, I think he's a top ten NBA pick, maybe top six or seven. And then Ayo Dasuma is also a five star, but he's at the lower end of the five star. So we, you know, we're talking about there's there's even with five stars, there's three different levels there. And if Illinois had a Romeo type five star, I think we're having a different conversation about a lot of these games this year. And I've I've I felt all along since before the season that late January into February we would see improvement from this team. And I think and it's it's it, we're not fans are not going to like them losing. I'm not going to make any excuses. This is not good. Saturday's lost FAU is absolutely terrible and inex- inexcusable. But I've I felt long before practice even started. This is a because of the youth and the inexperience and figuring out how to play together, especially Io and Trent, this is a late January, early February situation for these guys to figure it out, and then I think they'll start to play better, and we might like how the season ends. To the phones, and uh, I hope this all, we just had our phone system lighten up like a Christmas tree, but I think everybody is hung on with us uh, <laughs> because of hopefully the, you didn't get kicked off. Simeon, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. How are right. you guys doing today? Good. Good. Glad glad uh, it, the calls didn't drop. Good to have you with us. What's on your mind? Glad to be here. I like to start um, the way we started. Um, still a lot of throwaway passes. Um, I still don't like some of the combinations that Brad has out there when it comes to offense. And I still don't like that uh, Kane and Jones aren't playing. And uh, last well, thing, I have a question. Go ahead. I was going to say, Tevian, I mean, he, that that's out of Brad's hands. Uh, he's not allowed to play him. Uh, he's suspended. The, okay. the, the number of games he's suspended is out of Brad's hands, I can tell you that. Uh, he's not. So this this might be the last. I, have, I don't know for sure, but I think this might be the last one. Brad's not sitting him because Brad wants to sit him. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's a relief for me. Yeah. <laughs> Something to take off my mind. Yeah. And um, when I turned on uh, you guys, you were talking about a recruit. Which What was the name of that recruit? I missed that part. I oh. heard of all of the other stuff. Kofi Cockburn. Oh, okay, Kofi, the guy that came uh, last uh, weekend. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. He's like yeah, like well, he's that... like eight feet tall and weighs 350 pounds and <laughs> uh, would be huge. Would make a huge difference. Yeah. And literally huge, yeah. Yeah. I think he's 31st <laughs> player in the country by one of the recruiting services. That's yeah. that's pretty good. He could start yeah, now. Yeah, that would be great. He would start Yeah, now. yeah, we yeah. Well, hopefully I'll hear from uh Steve and Cyrus and some others and you guys have a good night. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, you too. Thanks. All right, thanks All right. much. Uh okay, back to the phones. Andrew in Champaign. Hi, Andrew. How's it going? Good. Your thoughts? Oh, my goodness. Um starting off um well i actually only have one observation and um i think we i think we over i think we outplayed what we're really supposed to do tonight um so i'm excited about that but you you look at the the box score and all the production is coming from underclassmen Mm -hmm. you got kipper and you got aaron jordan who are supposed to be guys that are going to be consistent um, 
you know, threats for you game in, game out, but they just don't produce. So, um, you know, you can say we have some leadership as far as upperclassmen, but we really have nobody as far as an upperclassman who can really show these guys how to win big games and how to produce. So mm-hmm. I just want to get your thoughts on that. Well, I, I agree. Um, you know, I, the, the, the talent is in the, the, the underclass. And I, I think Aaron Jordan is a team leader. He's uh, a bit of a floor leader. He's a locker room type leader, but um, he didn't have a great game tonight. He just didn't. But overall, I think you're spot on. I mean, the, the future of this team is not just because of roster turnover, but the future of success for the Illini is going to be in the underclassmen. You're absolutely right. Kipper is just, you never know which Kipper is going to be out there, possession to possession, game to game. He's fouled out twice. In a row. Um, he's not shooting well. His he confidence has gone again. And it's it's up and down with him. And he had that streak in early December where he was, start, I think he put, what, three games in a row together where he played pretty well. And um, I don't need him to shoot well every night. I need him to be active and not foul out. And fouling hasn't been an issue for Kipper going off complete memory here in terms of, losing significant game time on a regular basis anyway, and he's done it in back-to-back games, only played 16 minutes. And I, if, if Kipper's only playing 16 minutes, to win games this year, you have to have Kipper play well I, I, because, of the, because the talent is the freshman and the sophomore Trent Frazier. The talent is the, uh, the underclassman, and you need Kipper to play well, and Aaron Jordan is not, not going to score a lot of points. He's just not. And if Kipper's going to be fouling out like this and only playing 16 minutes – it, it's going to be a difficult year just because he's not involved. And he he has a lot of ability. He just doesn't have the consistency. Thanks much for the call, Andrew. Here's Peter in Urbana. Hey, Peter. Hi. Um, you know, besides the record uh, the, uh, of this team, the, the concern I have is earlier in the year it was like, well, you know, we're losing, but what a fun team to watch. It'll be fun watching this team lose because they're going to be fun, 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 fun. And I, I see – like even tonight's game, I mean, you start off well, but for the vast majority of the game after it was 25 to 15, it was just unwatchable. I mean, it was just throwing the ball around the perimeter, shot clock violations, constant fouling by Illinois. Um, and it, it was just, it was just a brand of basketball that just looked, just looked awful and uninteresting and, and not much different from the the poor teams in the past that we've had. And, and I'm wondering uh, what you guys think, whether, Brad Underwood's style will ever be successful in the Big Ten, which is basically a a physical brand of basketball with with uh, not the ability to run and gun like Brad Underwood is renowned for, and you know just like you know this this you know like uh, you know forty minutes of hell type of basketball just just doesn't 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 work in the Big Ten, and you know and and you know I said my concern is that that that'll never work and you need a team that's 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 going to have to play toe to toe with teams but and and as i said i don't know if his style really is going to work in the big 10 even if he gets better recruits than he has i, I don't know what you think about that. that that's an interesting point um i you know i i guess somewhat brad underwood system is a, a bit unproven i mean the the coaching tree he comes out of you know it can be successful out there. You know the the Bob Huggins, the the Frank Martins. I mean, there's levels of success out there in comparable leagues. Um, but the Big Ten is more physical, so I, I I'm not ready to go out and say yeah, it's it's definitely going to work. But I'm not ready to dismiss it either. I, there you go. I'm sitting on the fence. So sorry about that. But I I guess I just don't know. I'm not on the fence if Io continues to improve and. And learns how to, Trent and I will learn how to play together, and they get a post player who can guard the basket to help with the defensive side of things because his defensive system flat out does not work with this roster. Back to nearly it wasn't back to back possessions the first half with Romeo Langford getting to the rim, and there was no help side defense. That's not that's not a center. There was there's just flat like there are guards who are supposed to watch the ball and their man and during the rotations, and Romeo got to the rim with no no you know resistance from the because he beat his man. The defensive is concerned until they get a center because they just flat out cannot guard the way they're guarding right now. But as far as the offense, if they continue to improve the athleticism, the system will work because Big Ten teams aren't 
used to playing like this, and they're not going to be able to. They're going to have to try to make Brad slow down. But the Illinois needs to get out and push the ball. Everybody keeps talking about the seven seconds or less shooting. That that's on transition and getting rebound, inbounding, inbounding the ball quickly, and getting up the floor quickly. And that's not happening right now because the players just aren't doing that, and they're and it's just not working. Um, but in the half court set, it's not about shooting in seven seconds or less. I think he needs the wing. I think if he gets the wing player and he get an Io and Trent learn how to play together, uh, I think the offense can work in, in the Big Ten. Um, I, I I really do. I just I, I, let's see. We have a wing player. I think that's the biggest omission right now. And I I think maybe the bigger question is when the system isn't working. You know, and I, I guess you could make the argument it's not working entirely right now. Can can you make adjustments? You know, and what what is a what is a coach to do right now when you have a young team that you want to develop into the system? You know, it's like if he blew up the defense and said, "Okay, we're going pack line," like he did with Oklahoma State, yeah. or if he said, "We're going to change up the offense right now because we're just not fast enough to run this consistently." Um, you know how there's so many uh, there's so much cost to that, but to me, I, I think you're probably right. Let's see in a, in a year if you get some pieces a year or two and you go, well, yeah, actually the, the other thing is there were a lot of basketball people that were excited for this hire. They yeah. thought this is going to work. This is going to change Illinois basketball. So I defer there to some of the expertise that was out there. I mean, I'm talking not just fans, but basketball people who went great hire. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people who are smarter than me believe that it was a, a great hire and I just, I just think you got to have pieces to make certain things work. And the offense looks bad. It looked bad, as, as Peter, as you said, for lengthy stretches tonight after the 25-15 lead. And I don't know if it ever looked good the rest of the game, except at the end when they made that run. Um, and maybe Indiana relaxed a little bit defensively. But the, the fact of the matter is is that the offense does not look good because guys just aren't running it. And you go to all the, the pregame news conferences and uh, to get you know talk to Brad before the game, the day before the games, the thing is, is these guys just aren't consistently running the offensive sets. They're not running the sets like they're supposed to. They're not cutting as hard as they're supposed to every time. And if you're not, and you know, I was terrible at basketball, but I still was, you know, was on the bench. But I went to practice every day. And the one thing coaches always talk about the offensive end in the play sets is you have to cut hard every time. You have to move hard. You have to be where you're supposed to be on time. Because if one guy isn't cutting hard, then it messes up the whole play, and you got to start the whole thing over. And that just milks the shot clock more and more. And it, that's just what I see a lot of, a lot of standing around. And I don't really want to credit Indiana's defense tonight. But I wanna, I, I'm going to credit Illinois' bad offensive play for a lot of the struggles with the offense tonight, which has been the story of the season. First check of the scoreboard with Evan Kahn and Sir uh Quite a few games to get to. Also some Illini recruiting headlines in the football world, as we touched on earlier. Mr. Khan, how are you? I'm doing well. It looks like uh, the Big Ten kind of ran the show in terms of college basketball tonight. There were five top 25 games, and four of them were in the Big Ten. Going on right now up in Madison, Minnesota leads number 22, Wisconsin, 42-34. to 34. That was quite a blowout in the first half haven't really been watching it but Minnesota led 29 to 14 at the half there up in Ann Arbor Michigan took care of Penn State 68 to 55 Purdue a slight upset maybe over number 25 Iowa 86 to 70 that was in West Lafayette tough place to play there and then the only other top 25 game NC State over Miami University 87 to 82 and, yeah, the, the recruiting news uh, over at the Under Armour All-American game for football, top 150. Is he in the top? I, I think I, I think saw he's a top he, 50 guy. Yes, uh, Shimon he's, Cooper. He's top 300. Top yeah. 300. He's, 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 he's top 1,000. Yeah. A, a Definitely very, top 10,000. Yep. Maybe 9,000. Yep. I, I think he's he's in the 200 range. But he's top 300 for sure, four-star. Um, it was nice to see live on television – Somebody pick, put on an Illinois hat and then grabbed the gym bag. <laughs> Illinois gym. That was fantastic. Book bag. It was fantastic. So Shaman Cooper is not signed yet. Can't. And apparently he's talking about taking an official visit still to Florida State, which, again, is sort of like getting engaged and then saying, I'm going to go on a date with somebody else. But this is football recruiting, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> this this flat out doesn't so happen Take it for what it is. 
basketball recruiting, this doesn't happen. When a guy commits, he doesn't take visits elsewhere. No, he just uncommits. Yeah, he just decommits. He tells you, okay, the wedding's off. Yeah, the wedding is (laughs) over the day before the wedding. Uh, Oh, oh, Eric Gordon, I'm sorry. Um, But the thing is that football... Cliff Alexander. Yeah. That was leaving the Alina at the altar. The day day of, he was supposed to come here from reports, but with Cliff Alexander. But anyway, it's like... This only happens in football recruiting. These guys commit. He can't sign, to be clear. Shimon Cooper, if he wanted to sign right now, cannot because the first signing period is over. But I'm going to commit to you, but then I'm going to take an official visit somewhere else. But what I say to that is it's Florida State. It's Tallahassee. It's January. St. Louis is cold. Go have some fun down in Florida at, at Florida State's expense. But please don't change your mind. All right, one more. Kudos to Evan Kahn. Uh, if, uh, we may have a chance to play the quote, but uh, Brad Underwood talked about how the Illini were missing Georgie open down low all night, and they finally got it to him in the way he was getting himself open late in the ball game on a feed from Io. And you were the one, you were sitting right here as we were watching it, saying he's had that all night when that happens, uh, and then Brad Underwood said it too. So astute observation. Are you sir. the assistant coach now? I should be. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, that's, that's but what yeah, the callers are when, for. Whenever you, see, whenever you see the obvious, you just got to point it out. Thanks, Evan. All right, 356-9397 is the PNC Bank fan line. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. Plenty of those to get to. Uh, Steve is with us next on the phones, and who else? We'll see. It's the Fashioners Etc. Postgame Show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Here's the inbound, Indiana, Langford, spinning, Shooting, scoring, counted, and a foul on Illinois. Yeah, he's just taking this game over in the second half, and we're just not answering the bell. He's just uh, going right to the hole every time. Yeah, Romeo Lankford, 28 points in the win for Indiana over the Illini, 73-65, 8-13 shooting. A guy who scored more than 3,000 points in his high school career over New Albany, uh, one of only four high schoolers to do that in the state of Indiana. Uh, he's an he's a special player, and uh, I mean, at some point you tip your cap, and he does that in 37 minutes of play. Welcome back, everybody, to the post game show. I'm Scott Beatty, along with Michael Kaiser, three five six nine three nine seven. The uh, pass. Uh, what are we? Get? That's the PNC Bank phone line, and the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is three five one five three five seven. All right, our man Steve has been waiting. Hey, Steve. Hey, Scott. How you doing, Michael? Good to have you on the show tonight. Hey, uh, first thing, hey, Scott, nice job on the uh, Monday morning quarterbacks. You did a wonderful job the other day ago. I listened to the podcast. So, uh, that, that's easy because you got Lauren Tate, so you just just let him go. Thank you, though. I, you. I take the compliment. Hey, and, 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 Michael, I wanted to tell you, I, I miss you on the Saturday shows, my man. I, oh, I don't know why you. they made the change or whatever, but, uh, hey, you, I, I, I loved you on it. So, uh, you know. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. that. It means a lot. Okay. All right. Now, about, about, about tonight um, – uh, one thing I'm glad it was an early game because uh, that means we get Simeon on the radio. He's not go- he doesn't go to bed. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I want to piggyback off something he he mentioned. He was talking about I don't know if he mentioned combinations he didn't like or combinations he did like. Well, I'm going to talk about a combination I did like tonight. Uh, got to see a little of uh, the big boy De La Rosa and uh, uh, Georgie play together. I kind I kind of like that. Even though I would my preference would be the uh, Big Daddy Kane in there with Georgie. But, you know, a little, little different look tonight. I like that. Uh, and Mr. Is it Langford, the freshman for Indiana? Um, can we make him shoot a jump shot, please? I think <laughs> I he, know. Made, he still made one. Uh, whoever was guarding him, first of all, he, you know, they had Io on him. Io's not strong enough. Kipper was hacking him all night, and, and Aaron couldn't stay in front of him. Can we maybe play off of him a little bit and see if he can make a jump shot? You know, I don't know. Maybe it sounds too simple. Uh, and then about these uh, recruits, uh, first of all, I'd like to mention about the football recruit tonight. Uh, first of all, it's wonderful he picked us. But what he said is he wanted to come to Illinois to, to change things, you know, get us back on the winning ways. And I hope that um, the basketball recruit we keep talking about tonight uh, I don't. I forget his name. The seven footer. Cockburn. I uh, hope. Okay. I hope he has that same mentality 
you know, and not think about, hey, this is a losing program, blah, blah, this, that, and other. Uh, but my concern is with him, he looks like a low post person. So hopefully Coach Underwood has sat him down and say, hey, you know what, if, if you know, you come here, we're going to tweak this offense a little bit. You're not going to have you at the elbow trying to hand the ball off. We're going to have you down around the basket and feed you the ball. Now, come Saturday, you know how I feel about old Dookie boy up there at Northwestern. Hey, we're going to hand it to them. I'm calling it right now. Northwestern's going down. Thanks, guys. All right. I hope so. He's from Peoria! It, except it will be Sunday. Yeah. It's, it's Sunday at noon. Let's beat them both days. I'll be fine with that. On the text line, Brian in Idaho says, Welcome, Shimon Cooper. Football recruiting is looking much improved. Guys played hard. Give them credit there. That said, the offense is so poorly designed. Way too little movement and poor spacing. I think Brad Underwood would agree with you there, Brad, uh, Brian. Uh, Frazier getting double teamed on nearly every possession is hurting us badly, too. I'd love to know what our free throw percentage is on the on the front end of one and ones It's got to be below 50%. Also, it's awful. Rumors floating around that Samba Kane is now academically ineligible. That's about the only reason to see Adonis De La Rosa over him. I had not heard that, but that confuses me in that Samba Kane played on Saturday, mm-hmm. December 29th. So I don't how how you could become academically ineligible over the new year when there's no class or anything. I, I don't know. Maybe grades got issued or something. And I... I and again, this is the first I've heard of it. I don't know if it's even true, so I don't want to assert that it is. But I'm just, just for the point of argument, how could that happen? Uh, the grades have to be in my. I I, I would guess that the, all, of course all the finals are several several days before Christmas, so all the grades have to be posted shortly thereafter. Uh, the finals are taken, so my guess is all the grades are in before Christmas because professors aren't coming in on December 26th and posting grades. I, I just I can't imagine they are because there's no one on campus. I mean, they've only got their office. That's fine, but. I would be surprised if grades came out after Saturday. Yeah, and the way could I, be wrong. Yeah, could be. The way I understand it is if you're if you have if you're I think it's GPA based, but I don't know what to be sure. I need to look up the the rules and such. But I think it's GPA based, and if if your GPA falls before a certain level at the end of the first semester, you're not playing four days ago. Like I, I because school's been out for what three weeks, two two or three weeks now. So I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, we'll find out as. You know, if if it's Kane or whoever someone else is not playing for extended period, will they ever say? Uh, who knows? Adam from Champagne says, "Love listening to the callers. Love the effort tonight. De La Rosa looks in better shape, running the floor better. I agree." Two one seven texter asks, uh, "Do you think the guy's uh, confidence looked better tonight?" I do, mm-hmm. and that's strange. I would think you'd be a little more confident against Florida Atlantic than you would against Indiana, um, but but that's I awful. think when you got punched in the mouth like you did against Florida Atlantic, you you have to respond. Um, Samba was dressed tonight. I, I uh, So if he's academically ineligible, he's not dressed. So What's I mean, that? If, if Samba is academically oh, ineligible, yeah, he there's was no dressed. way he's in uniform. So, yeah. so he had a uniform on. So they're not going to let him put a uniform on if he's if he can't play. Yeah. They sit in street clothes. Okay. To the phones, 356-9397, down to Florida. Mark. Hello, Mark. Hi guys, how are you? Hey Mark. Um, <clears throat> my uh, biggest complaint with the offense again tends to be that we end up taking too many threes <laughs> every game. We end up settling for threes. We're eight for twenty-eight, I guess. I think it was. Yep. Uh, last game we were eight for thirty-nine. I think it was. I mean, I could kick it up there thirty-nine times and make eight. <laughs> he, he's, uh, Brad. Brad seems to think that. Uh, even though it is an open shot, it depends on who's taking it. He doesn't like it. They, he, he does not want them time. chucking these threes, Mark. He's he's talked about that. He does not – the, even the, Bill Raftery and um, I think Dave Pash was was he the other play-by-play Dave guy. Dave O'Brien. Dave O'Brien, that's for Dave O'Brien. They talked about how Brad has said, like, feels like sometimes they're just, they're just chucking it up there. Uh, so he's not a fan right now of as many threes as they're taking – uh, th- now you got some of them are fine looks. They just yeah. didn't fall. Yeah, late in the game, I I I can go back and count how many they took in the last couple minutes of the game. I think so. You got to subtract that twenty-eight number a little bit because they were chucking threes at the end to desperately to try to get back into the game. But still, uh, they're standing along the three-point line on a regular basis too much. There's not enough movement to get to the ball to the rim. Exactly right, and and. To me, it's never a good shot unless it goes in, and I know that's you know sort of. Tell that to Larry Bird. Features, but 
Yeah, but you, Reggie you, Miller. You know what I'm saying, they they take so many wide open shots, and they they make so few, and mm-hmm. they do force a lot. Why doesn't anybody go to the basket? I, I, all I heard all off season was how Trent developed a little floater and how Iowa was great going to the hoop. Iowa goes to the hoop, but half the time he he doesn't finish. Uh, we we end up with way too many threes. We're not going to beat anybody shooting eight for twenty eight or eight for thirty nine. I don't care. We can play the weak sisters of the poor. We're not beating them shooting like that. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for jumping Agreed. on. All right, we fly from Florida to Oklahoma and Ken. Hi, Ken. It's not a good flight. Happy New Year to you. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year uh, Ken. I, I'm, I'm a little bit tired of talking about uh, Illinois, so I'm going to ask a couple of questions that maybe you can help me with, okay? Uh, I, I saw today where Steve Offord got fired. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you got any idea who's taking his job? Nope. No, there's tons of names flying around, but that's it. I actually hate coaching searches uh, because the, the, even reporters throw names out, and frankly, unless they're talking to the AD, they have no idea. And most people have absolutely no clue. Like reporters and fans make up a, a wish list, and it just nobody ever finds out. It's it's a tough job. It's expensive to live out there, and UCLA is not John Wooden UCLA. So I and I I don't know who's going to go out there. Now, Ken, you don't have any Illinois questions. Uh, yeah, I got a question about the uh, coaching brothers. Uh, is, it, is it not true there's three Millers and there's three three Drews? Uh, well, yes. okay, the Drews out of Valpo. Yeah, there's Homer Drew, Scott Drew, and if there's another one, I can't. Bryce. Bryce, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Scott Drew. Okay. And the one in Virginia. What's the name? One, one in Virginia. Tony Bennett. His dad was Dick. Well, there's also Millers. There's Archie, and, and I know there's Son. one in Indiana, and there's one in Arizona. I know yeah. that. And I think there's one other, too. I think there's only two. The, I think there's a Sean in Arizona and then Archie, of course, at Indiana. I, I think there's oh, okay. only two. Okay, okay. I think. Okay, well, as far as Illini is concerned, I'm, I'm very concerned. Uh, I just don't know when we're going to win our next game. Uh, I thought Welcome maybe when we – because my, my friend who's a dentist said in the end didn't have a very good team. He wanted to – he wouldn't bet me because he said they had a good. They didn't have a very good team. Well, they looked pretty good tonight. That one guy had twenty. Oh, Ray uh, had twenty-eight points. So, uh, seemed to me like it did pretty good. Yeah. Well, you take him off the team, and I, that Indiana is probably in the exact They're, position we're in right now. I think you ought to bet your dentist a little bit more. I mean, he was right. Indiana won tonight, but yeah, I think you you should you should get him to bet because Indiana is a pretty good team. I don't think they're, they're well, not yeah, going to win the league. They're not going to win the league, but they're pretty good. Three now? They're twelve and two, and they're four games that they won by two or less points, three three or less points. So they actually yeah. could be pretty average. They got lucky in a few games. All right, Ken, I got to well, yeah, roll. Wins a win. A win. Yeah, that's true. All right, we got to roll, Ken. Thanks. Okay. Goodbye. We're like Radio Wikipedia here. Radio I, version. I try to bring knowledge from all over the country. If there's the any show. other basic facts that you need to know, just give us a call. Pat's in Ivesdale. Hey, Pat. Hey, guys. I just got done listening to the uh, Indiana Radio Collins show. Don and Fisher. No, I'm kidding, Scott. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, you, you had me there because you heard me say <laughs> there is no Collins show for Indiana. Yeah, I've talked to you about that. I, can't, I just can't believe that. I assume all the Indiana fans are Wait, I, I'm to late to the game on this. Indiana doesn't have that? They do not have a call-in show. No. I no. talked to their one of their announcers. For the women, was, they do. It's, yeah. Indi- <laughs> it's Indiana basketball. It's a, I mean, all they care about in Indiana is basketball. They I literally know, care about They have else. a call-in show, as do we, for football. But they do not have one for basketball. This confounds me. I was pretty. I can't out. finish the show after the hearing this because oh. football, Indiana football, <laughs> nobody cares about Indiana football in that state, except the tailgate and nice weather days in, in the fall. Literally, all you hear about in Indiana is basketball. Their basket high school basketball gyms are amazing. They're huge. That's a. I'm, well, I think I we may have to sell some sponsorships. Was, uh, hey, go ahead, Pat. On the, on the I was going to teach you about on the show. They were talking about some kid from a small town in Indiana. Named Chitwood that was going to get a school there, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what a great reference that is! I love that. Oh my golly, um, I don't know, guys. The, this year's team is just so. The, the game Saturday really got me down. At least they had a little heart tonight. 
Yeah. But still, they just they, the, the lulls, or I don't know, even call them lulls. The, what's the word I'm looking for, guys? Trouts, uh, spacing out. Yes, outstanding. Yeah. But golly, it's they're young, and I'm not, I'll be on the fence about it all all year. They're they're just young, and if we could have one swinger in there that could drive the basket, and Langfords don't grow on trees, but golly, if we had one swinger like that, we would be a whole lot better. Oh yeah. I'll hang up and listen to the other folks that have probably listened to the Indiana show tonight are gonna call in now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, after this show wraps up, well, I'm just gonna connect over to Bloomington and host uh, there. Okay. So hey, have a good week, guys. Appreciate it, Pat. Good I'm stuff. Seriously flabbergasted. When he first said that I just got done with their show and I was going, Wait, I was told there was no show over there in Indiana. I had this as a point of pride for me now. I just can't. They have a football one, but not a basketball one. I mean, you're yeah. pulling my leg, right? You're no, I am my not chain. pulling your leg. You're trying. You're just dragging me around here. I am not pulling your because I was talking to um, the broadcaster for Indiana women's basketball, and and we were, you know, trading, swapping stories, and he has a similar position to what I have in Bloomington. And he says, "Yeah, I host our local pregame and local postgame for football." And I said, "But not basketball because he's with the women's team." He said, "No, we just we don't have one." And that was just floored. So uh, I I'll, I'll move on, I guess. But geez, yeah. So appreciate what you have here, folks. This we've, isn't just everywhere across the Big Ten. We've been bringing this to the, for decades. Oh yeah, and people were hosting this show long before you and I. And I mean, I wasn't even working here. The show had been going on for years. Yeah. What year did we start doing this? Do you know? Fifteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. No, no, not us. Oh, oh. <laughs> the origination Oh, of the I don't show. know. It goes back a ways. And Moline, Ryan Moline started here in 2000. And, but it was before, I don't know if he was, I mean, because Eric Loy hosted it. Oh, I yeah. think Steve Kelly's hosted it at times. I don't know if Brian ever, you know. I don't, so think, I don't think so, but. Somebody, somebody will be listening, will, will let us know, because they'll remember. Anyway. Um, oh, we're going off the rails here a little bit. That's all right. We can navel gaze for just a moment. Can I throw out a stat? That, Go for uh, it. Early in the show, someone mentioned single-digit wins. The last time Illinois had sing- a single-digit overall win, not conference wins, just the total win- season win total was back in the 1974-75 season. Gene Bartos won an only year. Illinois went 8-18. Eight and 18. Of course, Lou Henson was hired the next year, and he went five years without making the tournament before he turned things around. So he took over a big mess. The last time Illinois won double-digit conference games was the 2009-2010 season. Illinois is going to go, barring some kind of major turnaround, nine consecutive seasons without winning double-digit conference games. To me, that can't happen. This isn't Northwestern um, or other lower-level. This isn't Rutgers. This isn't Northwestern. uh, Maybe Minnesota to a certain degree. Uh, who's about to blow this game at Wisconsin tonight. Like, they were blowing out the Badgers on the road, and Wisconsin is only down two with two minutes to go. But it's really disappointing. when I, I hadn't even looked at that until someone mentioned single-digit wins tonight. I said, oh, when's the last time we won double-digit mm-hmm. conference games? 2009-2010. Let that sink in. We're going to have nine consecutive years, barring some kind of major run here, without winning at least 10 Big Ten games. They've played 18 for some time. We're going to play 20 this year. So... It's not hard to go 10 and 8 in conference play, and Illinois is going to go nine straight years without at least 10 conference wins, and that's where the program is right now. 3569397, the PNC Bank fan line, and the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357. Uh, 630Texture says, uh, Hey guys, love the show. Have you heard the ESPN and 24 7 reports that Cleo Whitney is taking back his verbal commit to Kentucky? This is being reported. Haven't heard what? it. What? So that's, uh, that's interesting news. I don't know if the Alina would be in the mix for that. but He had not signed yet, and I honestly had been wondering um, about that situation. I, I found it odd that he had not signed. So Larry in Springfield says, Love the effort tonight. That said, I don't understand not playing Samba Kane. The offense needs change with the talent on the floor. They have to get Trent more involved. Remember, Trent is running into double teams. I mean, he's always this top of the scouting report. I'm not making an excuse for um, for Trent. I'm just, just telling you that's part of what's going on. Uh, so, you know, uh, There's a couple other textures have asked about Samba. We've talked about it a little bit. At the end of 
the game on Saturday against Florida Atlantic. Game was on the line. Brad said afterwards, Brad Underwood said, I can't trust him. I couldn't trust him in that moment, in that late-game situation. There's something going on where he just isn't ready to play Samba a lot. And, and remember, in an ideal world, Samba Kane would have been redshirted. He wouldn't even be on the floor yeah, this year. Yeah, I know. I don't. I know you want to see him out there more, but I and maybe you just should because the red shirt's gone at this point. Um, but I don't know that. I'm not trying to rag on the guy. I'm just saying he is so raw. I don't know that you're all of a sudden upgrading everything when he's out there. He's going to have some moments, but Adonis De La Rosa is more experienced. Man, he's, he's struggling. Slow. I, tonight to me was the best he's looked all year. The one play where he kept the, the possession alive, I thought that was something. I was not expecting to see from him due to his limited mobility from the knee injury where he just wasn't able to move like that. But it was great to get the possession alive. Um, I wish college basketball would get the rule that football has now where you can play so many games and still redshirt because if that's the case. Yeah, you can if it's an injury. But yeah, yeah I but know. You, you can't do the trial run. Yeah, and I, I just I – just, it's unfortunate because if he doesn't play much the rest of the way, that was a waste. But, you know, we've seen that quite a bit because – Guys that are tall and lengthy like lanky like that just aren't ready to play. Uh, the UNLV game was a lot of fun to watch with him. Uh, that was, I mean, he was dunking on people and, and making some good plays and blocking shots, and uh, he's just not ready to do that consistently, and I think people kind of got really excited about that. Um, but he's not going to do that on the Big Ten on a regular basis, just not yet. Let's do our keys to the game. They're brought to you by Loman Ray Insurance and Hickory Point Bank in Champaign as we break down what were the keys in tonight's loss for Illinois? 73-65. The Illini now 0-3 in Big Ten play, and they are 4-10 and overall. I think really um, the keys of the game, which is kind of every time I do this show, is, is the, the droughts. Uh, the one that 57 seconds to, to finish the first half and then until 15-21 mark in the second half. And that kind of where Illinois went from having a lead 32-29 to then down 8 and you know shortly thereafter and you just can't when you're on the road like that and you have a lead and you're trying to finish the half with the lead you allow a tip in at the buzzer i just uh, that right there and then the shot clock violations and then the turnovers Th those three things i think really hurt illinois tonight 21 turnovers if you cut that down to your average of, of around 14 you don't have six shot clock violations because no one team ever has that in one game of course illinois does that tonight it just doesn't happen that often and those, that's a lot of empty possessions. If you get, you know, knock off five turnovers and cut the shot clock violations in half, and you score on some of those possessions, you might win this game. And you're not desperate at the end. And I think those three areas, the, the turnovers, shot clock violations, and um, that scoring drought, those three things cost Illinois this game tonight. I'll add one other. Too many fouls. Yeah. Uh, not only did Illinois not get to the free throw line enough, just 12 attempts, but 35 attempts from Indiana. The disparity was too great. Two foul outs again by Kiffer Nicholas and Georgie Bishanishvili. And the Illini are paying for it. 18-point uh, difference in terms of free throw makes. Boy, you cut those even in half, and you've got a ball game that's even. So, uh, that is another key. Our keys to the game brought to you by Loman Ray Insurance and Hickory Point Bank. Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Illinois loses to Indiana back in a moment. We told our team coming out of halftime, this is going to be a, a Romeo Langford show. This is going to be his opportunity to to uh, to drive it and do whatever. And and, and uh, we just let him catch it. And uh, he got going, and, and uh, then it was... Uh, uh, you know, we had to mix up some zones and, and uh, throw a little of that in there. But, uh, you know, I, I liked our fight tonight. You know, our offensive execution at times, our turnovers, our, uh, it seems like we always have the ball and, and kind of in, in the wrong guy's hands at the end of the shot clock. But, um, you know, we, we played with a little better purpose on the offensive end. But, yeah, we've got to clean up some execution. Brad Underwood after the loss to Indiana tonight. Yeah, and, and uh, Romeo Langford with 28 points. To lead all scorers, Illinois paced by Aldo DeSumo's 20 points and Georgie Bishanisvili's 18. Our peak and insurance beyond the expected play for beyond the expected coverage and service. Contact an independent peak and insurance agent today. Visit peakandinsurance.com. Io DeSumo keeping the Illini in the ball game late earns a 
couple of stars from me. Looking inside for Morgan. Jordan all over green. And a bad pass stolen by Trent Frazier. Ahead to Dosumu for the layup, and he rolls it in over McRoberts. Dosumu with a layup. We got a timeout called by Illinois. Moments later. And here's Frazier, right wing Dosumu for three. And yes. he got it! He got it! 62-56, the Indiana lead is six. Dosumu buries the three. He's hit four tonight. And the Illini would come within four. I don't think we've really stressed that, that the Illini shaved down and a here's 15, right wing sorry about that. For three. shaved down a 15-point deficit to four in the second half before Indiana pulled away again, and they ultimately win this 73-65. Our Pekin Insurance beyond the expected play, our final segment in a moment. This is News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Well, now you, now you guys know why I why I say this all the time. It's why I like this team so much. Is is there's uh, there's a really con- con- competitive spirit about them. They 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 they're trying their tail off, and yet it's uh, uh, it hasn't gone their way on the scoreboard. And yet uh, uh, every day we see growth. And uh, uh, you take away the, the the FAU game, and I mean we play like we did tonight against FAU. That's a completely different ball game and, and outcome. But. Uh, take that one away, and this group has been extremely competitive, and that's why the, the future is so bright. And uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited, and we're starting to get a little a uh, little more contributions from a lot of people. All right, just past the ten o'clock hour, about to wrap things up as Illinois defeats. Check that. Indiana defeats Illinois. Come on. Do we, do we say defeats in everyday conversation? Should I just drop that? I heard somebody say, don't say defeats in just casual radio conversation because, hey, what happened in the Illini game? Oh, Indiana defeated them. Nobody says that. Yeah, they said beat. Indiana beat Illinois. Yeah, they got beat. Illinois lost Indiana. Yeah. yeah. They got dropped. They got steamrolled. They got throttled. None of that happened. Illinois got beat no. tonight. The yeah. better team won tonight. That yeah. is for sure. I mean, Indiana's the better team. Illinois gave him a game. Yeah, it's just disappointing that he had a missed opportunity being up double digits in the first half and all the mistakes we've discussed throughout the show tonight that cost you an opportunity to win that game. Just You should have never been down 15 uh, and just couldn't get stops, couldn't make shots, and the offense, as we've said throughout the night, was just really stagnant, and that really made things difficult. Uh, when you're playing at Indiana, you just can't make those kind of mistakes all game long. All right, that's going to do it for our show tonight. And we're, we're doing this again on Sunday. Uh, Tim Dittman will be taking charge as the Illini and you, Michael, as the Illini will take on Northwestern. That's a noon tip, so game day coverage starts at 10.30. I'll be out for the next two ball games, getting a little r and I'll be back with you after that. Oh, Illinois on the road for Northwestern Sunday and then home during the week against Michigan on the 10th. Ouch. <sighs> You're going to miss that one. Can you come back for that one? <laughs> come on. Did you do this intentionally? Did you pick that week intentionally? Not really. I feel like you did. Just picked a week. Yeah. Had I to th- pick a week. I think you saw Michigan on the schedule. Honey, that's the week I'm taking off. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be with you. Thanks to Evan Kahn behind the scenes. Chief engineer is Ed Bond. General manager, uh, excuse me, operations manager is Jim Lewis. General manager is Mike Hale. Thanks most of all to you for listening. We'll talk to you again real soon. Have a great night, everybody. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station.